Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Good morning, everybody, and how y'all doing today? I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from hot and humid New Orleans. A big thank you to all our listeners, tell your friends and associates, especially our international crowd. It's very gratifying and growing. We hit 10 different countries last week. I hope you enjoyed last week's show about compensation. You know, it's always a very delicate subject, and uh, I hope I added some value on your thoughts on the subject and your people. And remember, that show was requested by a listener, so I hope there was some take-home value for him, and uh, we uh, bring that great subject back again at some point in time, maybe along with benefits that are offered. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. Let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have on the show, and I'll do my best to get them. I can always be reached at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can even text me on my personal phone at 504-615-0540, or even give me a call sometime. So, you know, on a number of shows in the past, we've talked about marketing and, oh, so many ways to get your company's name out. So today's subject is one that I've always been fascinated by, especially today with all the social media we face daily in all of our businesses. But let's not forget, online ordering, I'm sure, is growing, as are apps, but it is today and will always be a people business. And people need to talk to people to make sure it's right in most cases. So today's show is sponsored by Ring Boosts. And so I want to jump right into the show. My guest today is Mr. Paul Faust. Paul is co-founder and president of RingBoost, the nation's largest provider of vanity phone numbers, a recognized expert in leveraging voice communications to accelerate business growth. Paul has been an invited speaker at many telecom and marketing conferences, as well as featured in media outlets, including the Wall Street Journal. NPR's Marketplace, and the podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. A serial entrepreneur himself, Paul is also a partner in Primary Wave Media and a co-founder of 1-800-PREPARE.COM, a disaster preparedness company. So, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Donald, for having me on. I am very excited to be here, and I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Oh, believe me, pleasure's mine. So I want to jump jump right in. Uh, we have a lot to cover. So first, I want you to tell me a little bit about uh, Ring Boost and uh, maybe how long you've been in the business and and exactly what the business does. Great, love to do it. Um, so Ring Boost uh, really ultimately is an intellectual property company, but our intellectual property happens to be phone numbers. It happens to be the asset of a phone number, which in our view is not just a phone number. It's a marketing tool. It's a response tool. It's an asset. Um, so that's really what RingBoost does. We've been doing this about 15 years. Uh, we started out uh, simply and strictly providing vanity toll-free numbers to businesses. So you might see things like 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-HOMECARE, 1-800-CABLE-TV, 1-800-NOW. Those are called vanity toll-free numbers. They are phone numbers that spell things. 
So that's how we started the business about 15 years ago, um, doing something called shared use, which I will get into later. We talk more about different numbers. And then over the years, based on feedback from clients, from business owners, from ad agencies, we added in non-vanity numbers, so just easy dial numbers. Those were toll-free numbers that didn't have a word. They just had an easy pattern to them like 2020 or 2222. And then we entered in local numbers because we had people say, hey, I, I need something local in my market. I only operate in one area. And then we entered in tracking numbers for companies that needed multiple numbers. So what we really focus on um, ultimately is voice communication and our tool and our asset that we provide to business owners to drive that voice connection is their phone number um, and, and getting business owners to look at their number as a tool, as an asset not just a utility like the light switch or um, the carpet. Um, so been doing it a long time. We're the leader in the industry. We work with Fortune 100 giants, and we also work with literally local, you know, local dog walkers or local mom and pop businesses and everywhere across the spectrum. And there's probably not an industry that you can think of that we don't have a client in. Wow. Wow. Uh, so why are are phone calls so important? I mean, I know we're business to business type thing, but so why are the calls so important and how can the voice connection actually help to grow a business, which is, you know, kind of one of the main themes that I'd like to come out today. Absolutely. So, you know, it's a great question. And and ultimately in today's day and age of, of, of massive technology growth, uh, social media, uh, artificial intelligence, chat bots, you know, email, texting, um, there is nothing that will ever replace human one-on-one -on -one connection. And that's why, to me, phone calls are so important. Um, there's, with a phone call, there's, in, there's intonation. There's emotion. There's an ability for immediate follow-up, immediate clarification. Um, so if you're looking to just um, build a transaction and just complete a transaction, maybe you could do that. Uh, in a in a strictly digital world or a strictly non-verbal communicative world. However, if you're looking to build relationships, referral sources, um, not just a happy customer, but a, a customer, but a real fan, someone who goes out of their way to refer you out, there's nothing that's going to do that uh, like a voice call, like being able to connect with someone and understand what they're about. You know, in in a digital world, in a texting world, or an email world. You know, maybe most of us could type 30, 40 words a minute. We might be able to, you know, listen to that. And now that everyone's doing things on their phone uh, with these small screens, it's even harder to type that. Well, you know, I happen to speak fast. I can talk at three, 400 words a minute and you could listen to more. So there's so much more uh, communication that can be um, accomplished through a voice call. There's so much more personalization. People can hear what you really, what you really mean. And also nothing gets lost in translation, or let me say less gets lost in translation because I can immediately follow up. I, Wait a minute. Is that what you meant by that? Or did you have another question or, or did my answer make sense? It's easy to do that in a dialogue, not as easy to do it on a back and forth and back and forth. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't a use for and a need for text, email, chatbots 
autoresponders. We use it all, and I believe in all of it, but I don't want that for business owners to be at the expense of picking up a phone or answering a phone call, if that makes sense. Sure. It, well, it, it definitely does, but, you know, it seems like with all the technology that, that's out there today, and I was just thinking of my, of my own 800 number, but be 1-800-HELP-DAD, or DAD-HELP, something like that, uh, with kids. But uh, wh- why have, have owners been placing less emphasis on phone calls, it seems like, in, in the last number of years? And, and why do you think that's changing, or, or is it changing? I, well, I certainly believe it's changing. And I think the reason why business owners um, put less emphasis on it um, is because of the explosion of technology, you know, if you go back five years and 10 years and 15 years ago, we didn't have all these tools at our disposal. We didn't have texting. We didn't have great email. We didn't have apps. We didn't have chatbots that could do a lot of things. So there's been an explosion of technology that um, tries to streamline business, that tries to filter out stuff. And I think business owners employed those technologies um, because they were given to us. My issue is that we have too much of a reliance on them. I also think that business owners look at, at, at um, things on a line item basis. And using a phone call means more cost than simple technology. Meaning if I'm going to use phone calls, first of all, I have to have phones. I have to have desks. I have to have people who can answer those calls. And they need to have some level of skill or training of what to do with that call. So business owners look at that as an expense. And on a line item, it's a higher expense than just having somebody email in a question or using a chatbot. However, I think that if you look at it in the lifespan of a client, that the, it's not an expense, it's an investment. If I am using voice calls and building connections, yes, it, on a line item basis, it might be more expensive than just you know, using some chatbot that costs me $15 a month. But is that chatbot or is that texting platform going to build the long-term relationships, the lifelong relationships, the, the referral sources that I want? So when I look as a business owner and the business owners that I talk to, when they look at their clients on a lifetime value and the lifetime value of those relationships in terms of referrals, social media mentions, and all that other stuff, there's nothing like voice to build that. I think somebody who's just transacting, and I transact just online without voice calls, and I might buy a pair of sneakers, and I might buy a pair of jeans, but you know what? The next time I need sneakers and jeans, I'll go anywhere to buy them that I can find them. But there are some companies that I have connected with where I know the owners or I know the salespeople or I know the customer service people. The next time I want an item, I'm going back to them because I built a relationship. If a friend of mine asks me about a product, I'm going to send them to someone that I know and I built a trust with. So I think business owners, many made a mistake that they just looked on a line item basis and didn't project out to the overall value of the relationship over time, the lifetime value of that relationship. And I think business owners are seeing it again, and many have gone back to voice or employed more voice into their uh, business, you know, to their paths, you know, to, to communicate with them. Yeah. And, you know, to, to kind of reinforce that, that thought, there are companies out there that are actually training sales pe- inside salespeople 
how to handle that phone call that, that comes in. Like, uh, this is uh, ABC Rental, how can I direct your call, and and really doing some monitoring, and actually they, they do, uh, they shop them to see if they're doing it the right way after the training, and uh, sometimes people will even tape them so they can go back and train their people to see how they sound on the phone, and and I guess your role is to get the phone to ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, ultimately, ultimately <laughs> our job and what we do is we help business owners, you know, with their assets to... to to use in marketing to make the phone ring more, more but your point is, is, is very, very important. Um, it's not just making that phone ring. Uh, you need to handle the calls correctly, and that means not having them all go to voicemails. So, you know, I mean, they can if, if you're busy, but, you know, is the message right? And then getting back to people and then, you know, teaching your staff about, you know, empathy and handling a problem and not just pushing it off to someone else. And, Recording those calls if you can and listening to those calls and training people because there's also a lot of things that when you learn how to handle a phone call, when you learn how to actively listen, you can sort of dig for other opportunities. Somebody, you know, in the equipment rental business, somebody might be calling to rent a lift or something else. But if you talk to them, there might be other opportunities that they didn't think of. So right. there is a constant. It's not just about driving more calls, which is important. You got to handle them correctly. You got to train your staff on it because the worst thing you could do is encourage people or, or, or drive those calls and then botch them because people will then go find another place to do business. So both of them are important. Um, both driving the calls and then handling them correctly uh, with the clients, potential clients across the, not just also the person who took the call, but the follow up after that. And this this equipment rental industry is very, very personal relationship driven. And so people want to know that uh, when they contact somebody that they're going to get the job done, so to speak. And so uh, that's uh, I couldn't agree with you more about the, the training. And so what would you say are the advantages and disadvantages of voice calls versus all the the web forms and the emails and the online chats and, and the apps. And there's, there's nothing worse in my mind than saying, we can't get your call right now, but leave the name and number and we'll get back to you. And so you sit by the phone and you wait and you wait and say, the son of a gun's ever going to call me back. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree. And, and in many cases, um, people will not get the call back because maybe you're busy. Maybe, you know, you couldn't answer that email right away. And so what does someone do? They're only going to wait so long before maybe just maybe they contact someone else and maybe that person gets back to them a little bit quicker. Maybe that person calling you needed something immediately. They've been your client for a while. They always go to you and you didn't reply to the email, the text in time, and they check somebody else out because they needed something solved. That person got back to them quicker, right? And then maybe that person is really good at what they do, great at sales, and they woo the rest of their business away. So um, it's really important that you look at the whole span. Look, the disadvantages of voice are, as we talked about before, it costs a little more because you got to have phones. You got to have people that can answer those phones. You got to have training in place. So there is a, you know, a time cost sitting on a phone call and handling it properly. Um, but the advantages to me so far outweigh that that, you know, maybe perceived upfront um, disadvantage, you know, the advantage of immediacy, the advantage of um, being able to 
uncover real opportunities, to clarify points, to add intonation, to make sure, excuse me, that all the information you gathered is correct, um, to, you know, you can't hide behind things on a voice call, meaning you ask me a question, I sort of have to answer it, I'm right here. Um, the other advantages of, of a voice call besides, you know, all those things and being able to put more and more um, information together in a back and forth dialogue is also the ability to ask somebody for referrals. Uh, it's a lot easier for, you know, if you and I build a relationship over a call and I help you out, it's very easy or much easier for me to say, hey, you know, if you happen to know anybody else that might, you know, need equipment, anyone you know from the industry, friends of yours that you could set me up with, or, hey, would you mind if you have a second hopping online and leaving me a review or doing something like that? So that voice communication, which is, you know, human beings have built ourselves on, allows for that personalization. Um, yes, it takes a little work. But, you know, in the rental equipment business, like many other businesses, the businesses are fungible, meaning, you know, I can get the same lift or tool or, or piece of equipment from many different sources, right? right. Um, and in today's day and age, with access to technology, like websites and chat forms and et cetera, anybody could put up a great online presence. And if they know what they're doing, you might not know if they've been in business for 10 minutes versus 20 years. Um, so the web and the technology kind of democratizes the playing field. But you know what the one thing that the technology can absolutely not replace and cannot duplicate? Can't duplicate Paul Faust. I am me. Right. I am unique. I am passionate about my business. I am the only one in my industry that is me. You know, you might hire someone else. You might hire somebody who's a good sales guy, but you're not getting me. And something about voice allows me to be me. It allows me to build those relationships and have those conversations and talk to people about their lives and get to know each other. And no other company that does what we do, even though there's not a lot of us, um, has me. And I think that's something uniquely positioned to voice and human communication that text, chat, and web forms doesn't allow for. But again, I want to be very clear with the listeners that I use all those tools. So after I have great communication, or sometimes first, it doesn't mean I don't follow up with a text, a chat, an email. You know, I use all those tools, but I don't want to exclude voice. Right. And the, and the word that, that resonates with me a lot, Paul, is a referral comment that you made because, you know, in our outside salespeople will call on a job site, but... I wonder how many other times they say, this is uh, ABC Construction. How many other jobs do you have going on? And get referred to those project managers or project superintendents who are on those other jobs and try to get them to say, hey, go see, go see Joe at, the, at this job site uh, and I'll tell him, use my name. I mean, I don't think anything could be more important. <laughs> uh, exactly. And it's, it's harder for people to, to do that if they're typing on their cell phone or a small screen to say, oh, yeah, there's another job site or my buddy Jim is now in this business and he's managing a job site. He might need some equipment. Here's his number. It's kind of hard to type all that stuff. I mean, let's face it. We are busy. Uh, you know, in your business, it could be guys could be on job sites. They've got other subcontractors. They're trying to get stuff done. It's hard to sit there typing at 30, 40 words a minute with our, you know, our big hands on these little screens you might just not do it, but if I'm talking to you right now on this call, if I said to you, hey, you know, you got a great podcast. Do you connect with other podcasters? 
like are there other guys you know that have podcasts you might be able to introduce me to because I'd love to spread the message about voice uh, and the power of voice. And you might say, yeah, I know so-and-so. So that's something where I, you know, we talked about earlier where the perceived cost of making a phone call and the time and the vulnerability of being right here and present might seem tougher or more expensive, but I can leverage it for so much more. And I find in my business, the people who come and purchase from our website are very happy customers. They buy a number and by and large, we get great reviews. But the ones that I call and talk to, those are the ones that tell their friends about me. Those are the ones that go on Facebook and LinkedIn and say, check out the great number I got from RingBoost. Those are the ones that send me the pictures of their numbers on their uh, service vehicles, on their yard signs, in their marketing. Those are the ones that help me build my business in more ways than just being a customer. And that's where I want people to think about uh, using voice because I can guarantee you most of your competitors are not. Most of your competitors are going to take the path of least resistance, which is email, you know, autoresponders and chats. And when you take, I can't tell you how many times an order comes in and I pick up the phone and, and call the client and I go, hey, this is Paul Faust, president at ringboost.com. I just saw your order come in and I just wanted to call and say, thank you for your business. And they go, what? Wait, <laughs> you're calling, right. No one ever does that. I'm like, well, why not? I wanted to thank you for your business. And then they're so taken aback. They're like, wow, that's awesome. Guess what? Now I get to ask other, hey, can I ask you how you heard about us? Um, they tell me, oh, I saw you on this podcast or I, I saw you, you know, online. I found your Facebook post. Now I get to make a note of how they heard about me. I'm like, great. Tell me about your business. Now I can start asking questions and, hey, can you do me a favor? Tell your friends about us. So it's just a tool to be, to be used, you know, when you can and the right way not to be ignored. And you'll get more and more comfortable with it as you use the tool, which is your own voice. Right. And, and as you say, you've been in business for, for 15 years, but it almost seems like there's a cycle taking place that you're trying to make businesses more personal again rather than the way things have gone in the last number of years with all the other uh, ways to contact customers, right? Look, we have to. Um, And and as more and more technology comes around, there's going to be new technologies. You know, some will stay, some will will disappear. You know, it's sort of like, you know, a cat chasing a a laser pointer. You know, every time you think you get it right as a business owner, uh, they move the ball on you. It's, it's websites, it's these links, it's this content. It's, it's Facebook, it's MySpace, it's LinkedIn, it's YouTube, it's Twitter, it's Instagram. Like you're running around trying to chase the ball and some of these things disappear, but voice is always going to be here. It hasn't changed in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. I don't see any major changes between you and I communicating. So Keep the tool in your toolbox and learn it while you deploy other technologies. Hey, you know, look, I've got, since we launched the business and created this marketplace for local numbers, you know, we, we've seen two, three, four competitors pop up in the past year or two. Well, the layperson out there doesn't know that I'm more experienced, that we have a deeper uh, breadth of understanding of the industry and more assets and more whatever. They just see two websites that look pretty similar. And they don't know that I'm more experienced, but when I talk to people and tell them about my background and the background of a company and the people that I have here as a team, then I can explain and show people how we're different and why they want to do business with us and all the value added. So, um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a constant, um, 
constant battle for us, a constant battle for business owners, and I don't want to see the next generations of, uh, you know, I have uh, you know, kids and one of mine's going off to college, and I see that they're so comfortable talking on a device, but they have a harder time looking in someone's eye, shaking hands, having a voice call, and that scares me. Uh, yeah, pers- I don't personal like it. skills, personal skills, personal <laughs> human skills. You know, maybe you've dealt in the equipment rental business and you've gotten an email order and you've got the equipment lined up and you got it delivered to the site. And, you know, just that phone call to say, hey, I just you know, everything is going all right. You know, my order was delivered. But just that phone call to say, hey, Donald, I, I know the equipment was delivered. I just want to make sure everything was perfect. I want to make sure if you had any questions, sometimes you'll get absolutely great. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Other times you will uncover something that they weren't happy about. They thought could have been done better. They most likely wouldn't have told you. They might've just taken their business elsewhere, or they might've just complained to other people on the job site or their boss. But now that you called, they might say, yeah, Donald, we got the equipment, but you know what? Your delivery guy was, was a little bit rude, or <laughs> I asked them to deliver it here and they wound up putting it, you know, uh, 500 yards away, which was a pain for me. So you can uncover things that they might not have taken the time to text or email you so you can get even better at what you do. You know, I don't mind a problem. I don't mind when, you know, not that I like it, but, you know, we're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. And I want to talk to people and I want them to tell me those things so I can do better at my job and we can provide a better service. And I find that when I make myself available, when I tell people I want to hear from them, and when I reach out using my own voice, they're willing to say, okay, here's what happened. Um, and I can make myself better. So uh, again, it's Paul Faust. It's my voice and who I am. So I want my clients to know that if they want to transact online, if they want to chat with us, that's fine. But if they want to call a, they can, and I want to make it super, super easy for them to do it by putting a number that is easy to remember. It's, right. it's really that simple. I wish I could baffle everybody with codes and algorithms, um, but it's sort of just intuitive. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned the driver issue because I, just a couple of weeks ago, I talked about that with service managers, uh, field technicians, and delivery people and how an important role they play in the end result of a, of a good, solid transaction with somebody. And a lot of times, like you say, they won't call and let you know that the guy was a jerk or something like that. Next time, they might just go to somebody else. You know, it's that silence right. that'll, uh, that'll keep you. <laughs> you might never have a shot at that business again because as, as good as, you know, we all are in our business, I think I'm great at what I do. You know, you, we've heard this expression many, many, many times. It's not mine. You're only as, as good as the weakest link. You're only as strong as the weakest link. You know, I can go to a restaurant. It could be perfect. The hostess can be great. Um, I sit down and they can take my food order. Everything is awesome. But maybe, you know, the last two minutes, um, something happens. You know, the, the, some busboy comes over and he's rude. So even though all these things were great, that weakest link left me with an impression on the business. So, again, you could have the, the best equipment, the best price delivered on time, great service. It works. But maybe it was the delivery driver that did something wrong, and you'll never, you'll never, un- you might not have a chance to uncover those things because not everybody's going to take the time to complain to you. So 
you know, while, while our business and our, my core business, how we make a living is helping business owners drive, you know, incoming calls to their business from their marketing, from their, from their signs, their trucks, et cetera. Ultimately, what it's really about is the power of voice and human connection. Right. And, and Paul, I, I subscribe to a lot of different uh, journals, try to get the best information to give back to my audience. A lot of it's marketing, a lot of it's management and leadership and, and different things like that. Uh, and, and with that comes so much of the digital marketing uh, that goes on. So the phone calls take the place of digital marketing efforts or where does it fit in with the marketing mix? No, absolutely. I do not think in any way, shape, or form that it takes the place of digital marketing efforts. It's, it's, you know, I like to say phone calls are an and, not an or. Uh, a lot of people um, in your industry and, and, in, and in many industries where there's, you know, some sophistication or lots of options will do their research online. So for business owners, you know, in your industry, they need to have a great online presence, a well-designed site that's easy to navigate, that has the information, the catalogs, the products, the hours, all those things um, need to be built up. Uh, if, you know, social media presence, LinkedIn presences, so all those digital assets are very important because often people do research or even if they get a referral via voice, they want to check out the company. So by no means does voice replace those digital uh, assets and technologies and marketing tools but on the flip side, they don't replace voice. So while I have those things, I know that there is a subset of, of our potential client base and client base that wants to dial the phone and wants to talk to us or might have a question. Um, and so featuring my number and putting it out there so my, my potential clients and clients know that they can call that they don't just have to fill out a web form and wait for a response or hop on and hope there's a chat operator there. So it's simply a tool to be used. Look, there's a time and a place to have a billboard up that's just for branding purposes, that you see that with like Budweiser, McDonald's, major brands. But if I mm. want people to communicate with me, then I want to actively display a number that they could reach out and call me on. Same thing with I, if I have service vehicles or delivery vehicles, right? Those are moving billboards. I want right. to put my number and I'd like it to be easy to remember because somebody passing it might not have the time to stop and pull out a pen. I see it all the time on equipment, uh, whether it be uh, cranes or lifts or other that people have their phone number. Well, I can't assume that someone's going to be stopped right there with a pen. They might be going by it. So I want to display it in a way that it's memorable and that people can call. Now, again, they might go look it up online at, you know, using our digital assets, but they also might want to have the call. So it's not a replacement. It's another tool in the toolbox. It's another arrow in the quiver. It's another weapon to be used and not overlooked. Right. And so, Paul, if you look at any business financial statement, uh, typically if it's manufacturing, maybe it's the cost of goods sold is the biggest expense. But Outside of that, labor is often a, a business owner's greatest expense. And so isn't endorsing a, a, what I would call with the uh, more voice transactions, labor-heavy practice, isn't that kind of counterintuitive? Uh, you know, no, because if we go back to what we talked about earlier, um, maybe on a line-item basis, if you have to have someone that could take a voice call. And look, um, it doesn't always require... 
hiring new people and having, you know, new desks and phones, you know, it just means if you're an owner of a business, making yourself available to take a phone call. So that's not necessarily labor intensive or cost uh, prohibitive. You could tell people, hey, if you need me, call me. Now you might be out working, you might be on a job site, you might be in another meeting. So you can certainly either answer the phone and say, hey, Donald, it's Paul, I'm in a meeting, I'm at a job site, let me call you back in two minutes. That's okay. It doesn't mean you have to be available 24-7 at everyone's beck and call. Or you could have a voicemail system that says, this Paul Faust, your call is important to me. Please leave your name and number even if I don't have it, and I will call you back within 10, 15, 20 minutes and then do that. So it's not always um, a, a higher cost. Look, I spoke to a business owner a couple days ago that's an auto body shop, and they were getting an influx of calls, and they were busy out there with their clients, so they employed a live receptionist. Um, outside company, they pay a monthly fee, and that receptionist takes the call, has been trained to you know, empathize, you know, speak with the caller, and they know that this is a critical call. I know to interrupt you know, one of the principals or a salesperson immediately and say, I have a call you have to take. And they also know when to say, I'm going to get the mess out to them right now, and they will be calling you back within the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it is. Um, but so not always um, an increase in expense, but I could tell, and I think business owners can do this, go look back through your client base. Go look back um, through who are your best clients, who tend to be the ones who are consistently referring you business, who are the ones that are leaving you reviews, who are the ones that are talking you up in the industry, and my guess is you will see that those are the ones that you have personal relationships with. They're not the ones who just bought from you online and you never talk to. They're not the ones who just use an artificial bot to communicate with you. I know for a fact the agencies giving me the most business, the guys that are talking about me online are all people that I've built personal connections with through voice. So even though it takes a little bit more of my time and a little bit more staff and a little bit more expense to have that voice capability and, and the voice practice, I know for a fact without any reservation that if I look at my numbers, is a, uh, an investment with an obscene rate of return because I build those secondary clients and those referral clients and, and, uh, and the testimonials and the reviews and the people that will come over to me in a trade show and stand at my booth for 15 and 20 minutes and tell everybody how great I am. Those are not the people who just use technology to communicate with me. Those are the ones who I spoke to. They got to know me and my team and knew that they can call us if they had an issue. Um, and so as a line item, maybe, but as an overall expense, it'll drive business and, and produce an ROI that far outstrips a lot of others. Right. And so, you know, you mentioned a, an example of the body shop and the in, in, influx of, of calls or increase of calls. So what are, what are some of the ways businesses can drive more calls? Okay. So this is here. We get very, very technical. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> um, the first answer I would tell people is use your number. Don't make it a, a treasure-finding expedition to figure out how to call you. Uh, it frustrates me when I see business owners you know, advertising at the movie theater or, or on a billboard or even on their service vans that are driving around. You now have a moving billboard, and they've got you know, 
uh, Paul's, you know, very best equipment rental, and they got their address and their license number and all this, and they don't have any way to contact them. Or maybe they have a domain, you know, www. You know, Paul's really great equipment rental, and I can't remember that. Or so they're going to force me to go look it up online, and and that's okay. But you better be careful. Um, because when I look it up online, I might see your competitors. I might see your competitors who outspend you in pay-per-click or they're in the Google map listing. So the biggest thing I tell people, and the first thing is, use your number. Put it on your website. Put it in your email signature. Put it on your business cards and brochures. If you have yard signs or, or signs that you put up at jobs, put it on there. If you have equipment that you're renting, Make sure it's stenciled on there how to reach you, not just your company name that now requires me to go find the number. So the first thing I would tell everybody is use your number and let people know that you're okay if they call you, that you want them to call you. If that's their preferred method of communication, to please do so. Doesn't mean they can't email, doesn't mean they can't text, but they at least know that they can. Look, I won't there's times that I know exactly what I want to buy. I want to buy a, a pair of 10 and a half, you know, Nike shoes, this color. Now I go to a, I'll go to a website to buy it, but I will not buy from a company that doesn't have a phone number that I know I can call if I have a problem. If I have a problem with the order, if I want to change something. So the first lesson I, you know, I talk is use your number and encourage people, um, you know, to, to call you if they want to. And then obviously, you know, I tell people, okay, if you're going to use a number, if you're going to put it out there, then forget all the whys. Let's go. Why not make it memorable? Why not make it easy? Why not make it, you know, something that ties into your brand or your name or just an easy set of digits? Like, why not? We could talk through all the whys, but why not? Why not choose something that matters to you? Why not choose something that ends in rent or 1111 or my name, Paul, or whatever it might be. Or, you know, I've seen 1-800-Durante that does equipment rentals. Why not? Why not right. for something that resonates with you? Why, you know, why go, you know, in business, it's really fascinating to me. We choose our name. We choose our location. We choose our domain. We choose um, our logo, our tagline, our price points. All these things, we even choose the paint color on our wall in our office, and then we let the phone company hand us seven random digits. To me, if you think <laughs> of it, it makes no sense. So we did all these things we thought about. I, picked, I literally picked the carpet in my office and the two colors on my wall and what desk I wanted, and then I'm going to let the phone company give me the next number off the pile? That's crazy, to me, at least. Right. This, and this may sound a little uh, odd, maybe not, but... This business is driven very heavily by outside salespeople, men and women, and they're all very good at what they do. Uh, the business is based on personal relationships. Does it make sense for an outside salesperson, say from, from today he's working with ABC Reynolds, to have their own special number if they're in this uh, equipment industry? And they may okay. change companies at some point. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I firmly believe that everybody should choose the number they want, their, pers their personal number and their business number, um, because, again, I want to make it easier for someone to refer me out as the salesperson. I want my clients to know, hey, if you have another client, tell them to call me, right, because I want that business. I want to be the sales guy, and I want to make it easy. Um, I'd have to put on two different hats. If I'm the company owner, um, I would want to control the, you know, the numbers. 
um, and I might let my salespeople use a great number, but I want to make sure that if they leave, those calls still go to me. Um, so if I'm a business owner, I would encourage my, you know, my employees to get good numbers. Or we look, we have clients that call us and they get one good number for corporate for their main number, but then they also get lots of numbers for each individual person. So if I'm wearing that hat, um, that's what I'd recommend as a salesperson. You know, some people use their own personal cell phone. They have their own cards. Why, again, why wouldn't I make it easier for someone to send me the business? Not just call my company randomly, but call Paul and say, Paul, I have a friend who needs your services or I need something because I want them to know I care. So I want them to reach out to me, even if it's not a problem for me. I have people call me all the time, uh, clients of ours, because they have a billing issue. It's okay. I don't need them to just call my billing department. If they want to call me, you know, I'll speak to them. I'll empathize. If I could solve the problem for them, I will. And if not, I'll tell them, I got it. I'm personally going to go speak to our billing. I'm going to have them reach out to you. So I think everybody should, uh, even in the personal world, you know, again, why would you choose the cell phone you want, choose the case, the charger, and then let the person behind the counter hand you seven random digits. I think everybody should look at their phone number as a tool, as an asset, as a response tool, and not just some set of codes. Right. And so if, if, if an owner agrees with everything that you're talking about today and decide they need a great phone number, now what? I mean, how, how, do, they, how do they choose something? I mean, we got 10,000 locations in, this, in the United States alone and thousands of actually businesses uh, that probably have the word rent in their name. If not rent, it might be equipment or rentals. What next? What do they do? And, and well, along with that, I want to make sure that we cover how people get in touch with, with, uh, with you and or contact people at, at Ringboost. Let's cover that now. Okay. Okay, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, the first part of your answer is they call me. They reach out to Ringboost because we're the best in the business. So, you know, that's sort of my my funny answer. You know, we do have a website, ringboost.com, R-I-N-G-B-O-O-S-T.com. People could also email me, paul at ringboost.com, and they could also call me. My direct line is 914-200-0013. And I picked that number because I happen to like the number 13. So I made it a number that I enjoy having. So people can call me. They can email me. Um, they can go to the website. We have live chat on the site. Any way they want to get in contact with me. But ultimately, to get back to the question, okay, you go, you know what? You're right. I should think about my phone number and have something better. What do I do? Um, and, you know, I'd say the first thing is, how do you market? You know, if you market nationally, then you might want to think about a great toll-free number, something with rentals in it, or so, it could be, you know, your um, your company name. If your company name is easy to spell, it could be what you do. So it doesn't have to be, you know, if, if my company name is um, uh, taken, or maybe it's not an easy, you know, my company name is Faust Rentals. Well, not everybody knows how to spell Faust. So it can be your company name. It can be an easy set of digits. It can be your tagline. If someone, you know, I have clients, let's say, in the legal uh, profession or something where their tagline is, we fight. So they have the number 888-WE-FIGHT. Maybe in the equipment rental business, you know, you have a tagline like, you know, the first and the best. So can you tie in the best? So think about your name, the industry you're in, your tagline, or just an easy set of digits. So, um different types of numbers, which we can get into as well. So think about it, 
what might work for you, and then talk to an expert like us. Um, we can help people. We do get involved where someone will call us and they'll want a certain number. We might say to them, hey, that's a great idea, but maybe I'd suggest something like this. That's not a normal abbreviation. That's not an easy word to spell. And we will guide people into you know, some of the best options if they don't want to just manually look on their own. And, and so you mentioned a moment ago there's different kinds of phone numbers, and, and why would you pick one over the other and explain what, I mean, to me, a phone number is a phone number, but what, what are the different kinds of phone numbers? Okay, well, you know, that's a great, great question. Well, you know, the two main types of numbers are, are toll-free numbers and local numbers, and toll-free really is not about toll-free anymore because most people have unlimited plans, so they're not trying to call toll-free. And in toll-free, you have 800-888-877-866-855-844-833. Those are all the current toll-free exchanges. And, you know, to us, and you know, I kind of look at them as universal area codes. Um, there are other um, benefits of toll-free numbers besides sort of being these, you know, universal area codes. Um, they, you can't block caller ID. If there's a problem in your local market and your phones go down, you can reroute a toll-free call to a different number. So when you see all those numbers out there, you know, call us at 1-800 or 888. Those are called toll-free numbers. I recommend those to uh, companies that operate in multiple markets, whether they're national, whether they operate, operate in many states, where sometimes you have companies that operate, you know, just in one state, but they operate across the entire state, so they don't want to just have one local number in one local area code. Um, so that would be a toll-free number. And then you have, obviously, local numbers, which are ones that Begin with your area code. In New Orleans, it's 504. Where I am, it's 914. I often recommend those, you know, to businesses that operate in a small geographic market where they want to appear to be local strictly, that they cover that market, and so they want to have a local number in that market because there are some people that might not want to rent equipment if they think that they're, you know, dealing with some national guy out in another state. Um, so I recommend having a local number for those guys. But I also recommend everybody to have both types. You can have a great toll-free number that you could advertise, and you could have a good local number for your location. Or you could have a great local number for multiple locations. We have clients that have you know, corporate office, but they have like, let's say, 10, 15 locations or 20 locations around the country. And it's fun because you know, they'll get local numbers that all end in the same pattern. Um, they'll, they'll get all numbers that end in 1010 or 1111, or they'll get numbers that end in rent, just so they have a common theme across the board. So, and, you know, and again, within each of those categories, toll-free and local, you know, we could divide those up further between vanity, which is ones that have words like UR rentals or Durante, or ones that are just easy patterns like 800-222-2020 or one, you know, so there's words and there's digits, both in local and toll-free um, that you could play with. So you really need to think about how you market, where you market. Um, there's kind of a lot of fun things you could do. You know, if you have a national toll-free number, you can use an IVR to route it, meaning, hey, thank you for calling Paul Faust Rentals. You know, press one for new rental, press two for customer service. Or I could say things like, you know, thank you for calling Paul Faust, you know, rental, your shop or blah, blah, blah. Um, press one for our California location or press one for our East Coast office. So you could do a lot of things once the call's start coming in with either IVRs, live operators. We could actually route calls based on location of the caller. 
So you don't even have to have an IVR. You could just automatically route, hey, if the call comes in from these five states, route it here. The call comes in from these states, route it here. So there's a lot of things you could do once you start getting into, you know, using your phone. Part do you have any uh, stats to say uh, so much of our business is for locals versus nationals? I mean, a lo- um, local business well, may not think about having a, a vanity phone number because I'm just one little location here in New Orleans, so to speak. Right. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to have stats. We're, we're pushing a lot of local n- now only because the amount of, you know, local business owners far outstrips the national players. Right. You know, in our town, there's you know, hundreds of business owners from dog walkers and pizza companies and taxi and roofing and home care agencies and limo companies and home. You know, there's just so many of them uh, versus the national players. But I, I have a lot of local companies that get a great local number and they also want a toll free number. They want something that that they could use in different ways that they could reroute. Um, so um, it's really up to the business owner. Um, we don't care. Um, we want to guide business owners to what's best for them. Um, sometimes people will take a toll-free number because they can't find a local number they like that you know spells something or has a pattern they like. So we'll look at other options. You know, for me, a lot of the toll-free uh, toll-free numbers that we go with for local clients is really because we can get a great vanity or or spelling or their name. Um, Versus necessarily that it was a toll-free number. So, but what we do universally find is that when people start thinking about their phone and their phone number, um, it's almost impossible. And forget the scientific data and stats to say, hey, if I'm using one eight hundred rentals versus one eight six six two zero one nine six five three, that I'm not going to get more calls. That it's not going to make referrals easier. That it's not going to make me stand out. It just is. You don't, you don't need a lot of science and data to know, look, we are getting bombarded with ad messages every day. That's only growing. Thousands and thousands of ad messages on radio, online, and TV. No matter where you go, you're seeing ad messages. Stand out. Your number is one tool to help you stand out, to make it more memorable, to catch someone's eye, to hopefully give us that extra advantage over my competition. Right? I'm looking for every advantage I can get. Here's one that's easy to deploy, affordable in every single budget. You don't need to be a degreed expert to use it like you do with a lot of digital assets. So why not? Right? And why not deploy the asset that's affordable, easy to use, and gives you an edge? And Paul, if, if I got an idea about what, what I would like my number to be, I presume if I contacted Ringboost, you could say if that number's already taken or it's available, and then you can work on different uh, variations of that? Yes, absolutely. Great question. A lot of times people will go, they'll find something they like or they want, and they won't find it. They'll think of something they like. They'll go look, and they'll see that it's not available. It might not be available to you. Look, it might not be available. You know, if you want 1-800-Flowers, unless you have a couple billion bucks, I'm not getting it for you. But, um, you know, if you say, hey, I want this, contact us. Again, either you can email me, you can go to my website and chat with us, or you can call me and you can say, hey, Paul, uh, this is Donald. You know what? I have a company and we rent this kind of equipment. And I was thinking I have a number like, you know, one 800 donald And I can look, see what's available. It's possible that it, you know, they're all taken, but one of them might be with someone in the industry that I know. It might be someone that I could trade numbers with and say, hey, I need that number for a client and give them something else. Or... 
it might just be that every version of every number you want is taken. So then I'd say, look, Donald, it's not available. But look, tell me what you do. Tell me what kind of business you're in. You know, let me see your website. Do you have a tagline? And then I can come back to you and say, hey, look, for Donald is not available. We can't get it. But maybe I can get call Don or, you know, you know the Donald or what about, you know, uh, Donald now or something, or may, you know, we can go back and forth and you go, Oh, I like that. I like that. So, um, you might as well reach out. Let's see. And maybe we just, we'll go back and forth and nothing resonates with you. Okay. Then we'll keep trying. Or maybe we take an entirely different track tact and say, you know what? We can't get anything with Donald, but what about going with some easy digits? You know, so it's really, you know, don't assume it's not available. Don't assume you can't get it. And, you, you might be surprised because we do this every day. My guys do it every day. We're kind of creative. We can come up with some interesting, you know, I had a guy, a lawyer that called me for a number once and we couldn't find something he liked. And then I looked at his website and he kept saying on his website, do you ever notice that some lawyers get more for their client? And it hit me uh, that, the, that the word get more because that's what he uses. So I got the number 844 get more. It was, he thought, Injury, lawyer, accident, you know, court, trial, legal. And I noticed that the word get more just popped out at me, and now it's his whole tagline. And he used it all the time, and he says, get more, get more, wait for four, get more. So you can get really creative. Just don't make the mistake of, of using, uh, you know, uh, improper abbreviations and hard-to-spell words that the average person won't know what to do with. All right, Paul, we got to start uh, wrapping up. I certainly want to thank you for being a guest on my show today. I hope the listeners uh, really, really got something out of it. So thank you so much for being with me today. I thank you for having me on. I commend you for uh, talk, letting us talk about this topic of voice and phone numbers because, you know, it's not always the sexiest thing and people like to talk about digital stuff. So I think it's important to talk about it. So I commend you for, for, for having this, for letting us on and talking about this subject and, you know, it, People could reach us if they have follow-up questions, you know, paul at ringboost.com. Go to the website, ringboost.com, or call me, 914-200-0013, and I will help any way I can. All right. Well, again, thank you very much. And uh, remember, you can always listen on demand to the show. Uh, I hope some of the issues discussed today either helped or provoked some questions for the success of your business. I'm thinking this vanity phone number opportunity should fit into everyone's marketing plan. Next week, June 26th, is an, another open forum with some interesting ideas and views. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a topic or something, uh, just give me a shout and let's talk about it. Uh, today's quote uh, is, I think, one that's very fitting. It's from Beth Comstock. And the quote is, marketing's job is never done. It's about perpetual motion. We must continue to innovate every day. And obviously, with Ring Boost, you'd be very innovative for your company to make the most of it and have the success and get that phone ringing even more than it's ringing now. So it's, uh, it's been my honor to spend this time with you and Paul. Uh, I'm Donald Charbonnet. I'm your host in the diehard of the rental industry signing off. And remember, be safe and good renting. And that's uh, 1-800-RENTAL-QUIP-TALK-RADIO uh, if that's too many letters. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. 
Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.